Hey there, and welcome to Wear Dress Hairdressers podcast, brought to you by Harper Ellis Hair Co. and founded on the belief that stylists around the world can be passionate about the artistry of hair design and use their talents to build wealth. I'm your host, Tara Harville. I'm so excited about today's guest. Her name is Ashanti Lation, and she's a celebrity hairstylist. She's actually the go-to hairstylist for the pop singer Normani. Ashanti owns her own salon called VIP Lux Salon and Hair Boutique. She also has her own hair care line, um, VIP Luxury Hair Care. Ashanti is known for her hair growing abilities, and she's actually a respected leader in the healthy hair movement, which I'm so excited to talk to her about. So let's dive right in. Ashanti, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> <laughs> We're excited to have you. We're excited to hear from you. I want to hear your story, all the things. So first, just give us a little intro about yourselves and, and tell us all about you know how you got to where you are today. Okay. You did such an amazing job with the intro, I feel like. <laughs> that was so awesome. Like, just a little summary of you know who I am. But yeah, uh, most people know me as VIP here, Ashanti. You know, Ashanti Lation is my name. I pretty much got started, I want to say, like a like when I was a kid, just doing me and my cousin's hair and doing my own hair. And then as I became a teenager, really, like, started taking it serious, doing, like, you know, my classmates and friends and just develop a clientele, you know. And as I got older, of course, I, you know, I, well, I got my license, like, right after high school, started doing hair, stopped doing it for a second, went into real estate and uh, did that thing, and then came back to it, like, you know, a more... Um, just new eyes and just really took a serious, started focusing on hair care primarily and also like, you know, just helping people grow their hair out as well as keeping up like trendy styles have always been like, you know, my thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that. So, and I feel like most hairstylists start out how they started being a hairdresser is like doing their, their friends or their cousin's hair, oh, which I love. That's to say I know. And that's me. I used to like, my grandmother used to babysit me and I used to style mm -hmm. her like, and bless her heart. She probably only had like five hairs on her head, but oh she God. would let me style. <laughs> and we would sit there and we, I would style her hair all day long. And so, you know, as a little girl, I became super passionate about this industry, but I'm excited to, you know, hear about you and hear about your salon. So tell me a little bit about salon owning and all about the VIP Lux salon. We're located in New Orleans, Louisiana. Just a fun, upbeat salon. I opened it like about like 10 years ago, then a renovation and remodeled everything and opened like a bigger size, like a bigger size, probably like about four years ago. We definitely specialize in healthy hair, you know, all the razzle and dazzle of the things that are trendy in the industry. And just having a salon is always fun. Like I've always enjoyed like team building and working in teams and helping others just reach like their full potential is like, you know, owner and also like a lead stylist at my salon. I just really always pride in having like all my stylists thriving because I feel like if if they're doing really good and thriving that they're always going to give their best to to like right. clients and you know just people coming in and then they feel like like I just love team atmospheres and just yeah. you know making sure that everybody's really good and that's like kind of always been my motto when deciding to open a salon yeah I love that how big is your salon team um we have like about seven stylists right now that's a, uh, that's a great sweet spot. I have seven stylists in my own salon as well. And so, yeah, so I feel like, 
Yes. And I feel like, you know, it's a, it's a good, I, all of my people are very, you know, qu- it's quality. And I've learned right. from salon owning, I'm like, it is quality over quantity. Like it is not, it should not be anyone's goal to just fill, you know, people into your salon because that is not the no. way to go. <laughs> um, no, I've had all the way. Yeah, no, you, you, you're absolutely right. Cause it's like, it's so many different personalities and just finding quality people that fit and everybody can, you know, work well together. There's right. no egos involved. Everybody, you know, just kind of there to do an amazing job and just, you know, for the end result. Absolutely. What's your biggest challenge as a salon owner? Biggest challenge as a salon owner, I would say, let me see. I don't know. I feel like we've overcome so many challenges. So right (laughs) now everything's pretty good and like flowing really easily. But some of the biggest challenges maybe in the beginning just was finding the right people. There's people that, you know, people that saw the vision, people that wanted to, like kind of didn't mind sharing with each other and just also just, I don't know, just, just working in, you know how it is. You have a salon, uh-huh. like just finding the right people. That's, that's like right. such a big deal that you have to overcome. Right. Like an owner. And how have you overcome that? Like that challenge? I know, I mean, I'm with you on salon owning. That is my biggest challenge as well. But you know, what are some things you've done to overcome that? Cause I know so many salon owners love to listen to this podcast because of that advice. You know what? I really have started like maybe doing the interview process, like really researching like the background. You know, uh, a lot of times when having a salon, I think we just like you said earlier, want to fill those spaces and fill those spots. But really researching a person, doing like an interview, maybe holding like a three month uh, probation period to see like they're if they're a good match or even if it's like within the first week, just seeing if they're a good match with other team members and mm-hmm just being there to support them. I also ask them what's their goals with coming into us alone. Like just like I said, just making the actual interview process a lot more in depth. That's helped me a lot with mm-hmm. finding the right people. And most of the people I've had now, they've been there for a while. Like they've been there like over three years. So like I said, it's a really good space. But okay. when I was trying to fill it up, like after I got after my first group of people, styles that I had that was with me like the first four or five years, they all kind of went on to open up on salons and I was you know, happy and that they were all able to do that. But when I had to like refill the salon, that was like my biggest challenge, just having like people coming in and out. And just, I was like, okay, let me just revamp and really see what their goals are. What are they here to do? You know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was it. It just was better. Just have just be more detailed with the interview yeah. process. Yeah. I loved what you mentioned about like asking them about what their goals are, because, you know, I've always said as a salon owner, I'm not interested in being a stepping stone. I want to, I want to create a space that, and, and, you know, I'm not talking about the people that want to go out and open their own salon. Like if that is your goals and dreams, yeah. like, Hey, good luck is all I, you know, yeah, um, it's like you don't want to spend all that time. And then yeah. they come there for a week right. just to kind of find out what you're doing and how you run your business. Right. And then, Absolutely. You know, we get it going and you have like, you know, open door with all these people coming through. It's like, you right. know, what I like, what's your term goal? What are you Absolutely. here for? And let's see if we're a good fit. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and kind of painting that like picture of their future. I know my team now, you know, it's so important to me. We sat down, you know, weekly and monthly even. It's like, hey, what are your goals and how can I help you accomplish it? I want them to be able to get something from my environment that they can't get anywhere else. And so I know that as a salon owner, you've Definitely. It sounds like you do that as well um, by talking to them about their goals and dreams. But I think that's so key when it comes to salon owning. So you clearly have got that down. <laughs> yeah. And I also, and what I found is most of them, uh, just like anybody else is trying to 
work and, you know, make money and feed their family. So just also like I found I'm really good with like finances, too. So mm-hmm. just tell, helping them kind of just going above and beyond and say, OK, if this is your goal and if this is your yearly goal, just kind of setting up a schedule for them or what they need to do to achieve that. And that's yeah. helped them stay more focused and be like, wow, you know, she's really invested in my overall, like not just my goal, but my future as well, because she cares about, you know, me matching it. And sometimes they don't even really think about how much they need to make, you know, weekly, daily in order to achieve their right. yearly objectives. So just like really helping them all individually understand that, that that's helped them like build trust. It's helped us build trust. Yeah, create a, create a roadmap for them. That way they can get to where they want to go. I love that. Right. So tell me about your hair care line. I want to know all about it. I love healthy hair, so I can't wait to hear the ins and outs of this. Okay. Well, the, it's VIP luxury hair care, kind of, you know, the same as the salon. We focus on, like, length and growth and grow, like, hair care and stuff like that. What I found is, especially, like, if you have women that wear, like, a lot of extensions, a lot of them... Um, kind of just didn't always focus on like the hair care aspect so it started out with me just developing like our grow drops which is our signature product it's like a liquid and so it focuses on like just make sure that the hair follicles have like a, enough oxygen intake and that your hair is kind of it makes you believe it's in like the active growth stage the whole time when a lot of women like wear extensions because they're kind of just focusing on the overall just look of it then i'm always like focusing on like the best care for their hair underneath so like I, that became like kind of my niche is that, okay, yeah, you're going to wear extensions. You could do, you know, sew-ins, clip-ins, tape-ins or whatever. But even after you start wearing it, your hair is going to be amazing. So that when you're ready to just wear your natural hair again, you know, it's going to look like you still got the weave in your head. <laughs> yeah. So that became like my niche and um, just developing products to kind of aid in that, that wasn't like heavy or oily or greasy that they can use like daily or, you know, every other day became like important to me. So like, like I said, the grow drops became my niche product, which is a, a liquid, but it's very light. It's not oily. So that's something they can apply to like their scalp every day. It's like, a, it's like an oxygen release just to kind of keep the follicles stimulated. Our next product that I did after that was, was our silk shot line. That line was really focused because I'm from New Orleans. It's hot down here. They got a lot of humidity and <laughs> people would like their hair flat on and pressed out. You know, sometimes it would frizz. So this was like an anti-humidity. It had, it had U, um, sunscreen in it. The products also to kind of protect from the protection from the sun and the UV rays. So that became something that was like very important to me. But overall, you know, just just the haircut line, our shampoos and conditioners were also just based on like the needs of what like clients that was coming to the salon every day needed. And then <laughs> you know, word them out. And then we just started like doing more social media stuff. And then it just kind of grew and grew and grew from there. Yeah. I love that. What is your like m- most popular product? Like your hero product? What is it? Like It's actually the grow drops, which is the, is like a liquid stimulant I was telling you about. Yeah. It's like the thickening hair, growing it out, just helping it overall. Like, like a lot of people, especially right, right after COVID was experiencing like hair mm-hmm. shedding after they got like, you know, COVID or even women that had like hair loss after childbirth. And they felt like they had like, you know, some women, like they get those spots on the side, like after they have kids and stuff like that. So just like using a product daily or like, you know, every other day became like a staple for for those people in their hair care routine. Yeah, um, yeah. absolutely. I love that. And where all do you um, retail your hair care line? Well, we actually eat just e-commerce right now. So like most people just find out about us and they order online. 
so we have like a few stores in Louisiana that we're in. And we also like retail to some salons. We're pretty uh-huh. much through our website. So VIPHairCare.com. That's where you can find us. And, you know, if you go on a page, you can get like a 10% coupon. And But it's like right on the front page. It's like that's our top seller. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, sounds like I need to dive into it because I yeah, am postpartum it. and COVID hair loss. I'm like double whammy. Yeah, hair loss was crazy. Like <laughs> it, it was so many people that was affected by it. I remember like probably when it first started happening, I was telling people about it. And I remember Instagram flagged me like false information. I'm like, no, like half stylists, we know we see things firsthand. <laughs> and I'm like, it's no different than any other sickness. Like it was kind of causing Teflon effluvium which was just like a shock to your body and, you know, making you just experience hair loss because your body was trying to make sure that all your other organs had everything they need. So, you know, hair wasn't as important and it was definitely falling from that. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I was just telling people like, you know, stuff that they needed to do. So, of course, the grow drops was first because that's like a stimulant from the outside. But also I was telling them that they should start taking collagen also just to start building yeah. up that hair um, too yeah. also. Absolutely. Well, that's, that is so amazing. With the hair care line, what's been your biggest challenge yet with, with owning this and retailing and e-commerce and all the things? Just always like making sure that you get into new markets because like, you know, you grow and then you get stuck in that, you know, there's, it's a lot of information out there, a lot of products and stuff out there. So you always just trying to make sure that, you know, yours is fresh and new and that you stand out to consumers because you just don't want to get lost just in trends or just lost and you know with everything everybody's doing you, so just probably just standing out and reaching new markets which is i right. think a lot of businesses like issue but right. like customer retention has been a blessing for me like um, i'm big on customer service and mm-hmm. big on we retain a lot of the, the current clients we have so that's all that's that's like something i would always advise business owners like to you know make sure that you treat the clients that you do have good because they're the ones that become you know, they're be back buyers. They always come back and then they also refer family and friends and you don't have to always, you know, spend a lot of money advertising with the clients that you already get because, you know, you're holding on to them and then they're kind of becoming mouthpieces for you as well. But mm. yeah, just one of the biggest challenges is always just, you know, getting into new markets and getting new people to find out about you. Yeah, absolutely. Has your way of overcoming that been more so just like social media and marketing yeah, social media, I will say like Facebook and Instagram ads are really, are really good tools, really good tools just to get your name out there and just try to make sure that your stuff looks sketchy and clean so that when people see it and also just having results that like real results. So having like before and after it's like, so mm-hmm. like I encourage the clients that, that, I mean, customers that have purchased from me to send them pictures and then I'll send them like a coupon if they're sending yeah. pictures or, you know, um, their results in. Because when people come to the site, they can actually see real people that have that have had success stories and that helps them want to, you know, purchase. Yeah, absolutely. I love that idea. What about like if someone, you know, watching this podcast or listening, I guess you should say, wanted to, you know, kind of build their own empire just like you have. What is what would be your biggest advice for them? Okay, Just go for it. I tell everybody <laughs> just go for it because I think a lot of times we're in our own head about what we want to do and people say okay i want to do this i want to do this especially stylists because we're always so busy when you're behind the chair mm-hmm. you're, we're always so busy and we get caught up just in the, you know the day-to-day hustle and bustle of doing our clients and their needs so it's like we kind of put some of our you know dreams that we want to do to the back burner i just tell everybody just go for it and make time make time to do it just set some time a day do your research and just just go for it 
Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I know I always say I'm like, do it scared because you'll always be scared. You'll always have that like, what that's just like human nature. So um, do it scared. I feel like I've become addicted to that, like fear. I don't know. I think that's a really strange thing to say, but I think you probably know what I mean. Like I'm addicted to, (laughs) it's like a game for me. I'm like, can I, can I do this or not? Let's figure it out. (laughs) Because it it also becomes like a, like, I don't know, it it builds up adrenaline, but it becomes like, I don't know, like a, like something just to make you want to go after it just because you're afraid to do it. You want to overcome that, you know? Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. 100%. I love that. So the one thing that I always ask people on this podcast is, you know, how this, the reason why this podcast was even created was because my business partner and I was sitting in Vegas. We were actually sitting at a bar, having a drink and a guy next to me, I was wearing a few designer pieces guy Mm -hmm. next to me. He was like, what does your husband do? And of course, my business partner was like ready to fight him, and oh I, <laughs> and so it, it was just the stigma and the and the stereotype of of you know hairdressers and like we're just hairdressers. Well, actually, clearly we're not. We can own our own empires. We can make more money than you know lawyers and doctors and so on. So, what would be your biggest advice for people to kind of overcome that stereotype? I'm just going to say, you know what? Don't worry about what others think because people are going to always have opinions, and I, I kind of like the way our industry is right now. Cause like if you've been in it a while, you know, just like how you said, people just assume, Oh, hairstyles are just hairstyles. It's like, it was almost like a second rate career for some reason. Like they didn't see it like as a real <laughs> career, you know? Right. And so now, Like I feel like we're more respected, like just people in the beauty industry period. People want to know our stories. They want to know like, you know, more about us. And social media has actually really helped that because they can kind of see the ins and outs of, you know, what we do. Like, I mean, we really are responsible for, you know, the actual looks and trends. So I tell people just kind of just kind of own it and stand in it. Like, we're fabulous, you know, hair, hair, makeup, beauty industry uh, professionals. Like, we really make things happen. We really create the looks that are, you know, on runways and in magazines. And, you know, we just be I, proud of it. Absolutely. I love that. That's one, probably yeah, one of my best it. advice. Yeah, if you have anything to say, just don't worry about the haters. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, speaking of that, I love to always ask about, um, cele- ask, you know, other celebrity stylists this question because I always get asked that in this industry. You know, I, I mentor a lot of stylists and they're like, how do I become a celebrity stylist? So tell us your take on that and how you became what you are. You know what? It's so crazy because I don't think I ever like went into it trying to be a celebrity stylist. I just was trying to, I just wanted to be the best at what I was doing and just wanted to be, you know, up on trends, but also up on hair care and just put your best foot forward. And, you know, sometimes people will find you like, you still have to connect with people. People like I've had people ask me that too. How do you become a celebrity stylist? I say, I mean, put yourself out there, put your work out there, you know, let people see you talk to people, you know, I said, but also when you meet celebrities, you still have to have a connection with them. Like you can get hired for a job, but then you guys don't mesh and it may not work. I say, you know, I've been blessed to kind of, I know it's kind of evolved into the career that I have now, but just all, just put yourself out there, put your work out there and just make sure that you're the best at what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, Ashanti, we've loved hearing from you and I'm so excited for our listeners to hear all of your advice because it sounds like you're such a powerhouse and you have everything going for you. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media and your hair care line and all that. That way they can go straight there, purchase some products and then follow you. Yes. Where they can find, well, my website is VIPHairCare.com. Like very important people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) haircare.com. 
<laughs> personal social media is VIP hair underscore Ashanti. And the hair care lines Instagram is VIP luxury hair care. And so, you know, but if you click on any of them, you can, it'll link you to the other, like we have it in the right. Right. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on here today. I'm pumped for everyone to hear from you because I I enjoy talking to you guys. I love talking to other industry professionals. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on here. And you guys, I hope you've enjoyed listening to the We're Just Hairdressers podcast once again. Um, thanks for listening to episode 35 of the We're Just Hairdressers podcast. I'm Tara Harville, reminding you that building wealth from behind the chair is attainable. Mm-hmm.